0: Last week on Thomas and the Bible. Don't you mean previously on Thomas and the Bible? Thomas, wait a sec, Harley? Is that Harley? You bet it is. If Jesus can come back, so can I. Oh, it's great to hear that sultry British voice again. So, what happened last week? Basically, some guy named John probably took some great drugs and had some revelatory visions. Uh, that's revelatory. Yeah, revelatory. Uh, okay. Jeebus comes down from the clouds, looking like an eyes-burning Liberace, holding seven candles and seven stars. Yeah, Jesus has a sword in his mouth that makes him sound like a trumpet. So Louis Armstrong gives messages for the seven churches, then invites John up to tour heaven. Oh, and heaven is awesome. Rainbows and thrones and old people and four googly-eyed animals that each have six wings who talk like kids asking, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? And God has a book with seven seals, but no one can open it. Not even Ken Doyle? But maybe Jesus can if he turns himself into a lamb with seven horns and seven eyes. He grabs the book, and everyone goes crazy about that. Now that's a cliffhanger. What's in that scroll? Let's, Let's find, find out, out this week, week on Thomas, Thomas
1: and the, the Bible. Oh my god! <laughs> I just played that right as I was going to record. First off, it was about an hour too long, so I ran out of music. But I don't care, because it was the best intro of all time of the entire show. I cannot. I had no idea that Harley was gonna come back and do an intro. That was seriously like, wow. That that was like an emotional experience. I'm not even joking. I, I heard Harley. And I was like, holy shit. Thank you so much, Harley. Whoever's idea that was, that that was amazing. Thanks, Kevin. There's no way for me to go but down from here. That was. Uh, can we end the show? Uh, Revelation. And there were some weird animals, and everyone died. Sound good? Now, I suppose we should do our due diligence and read Revelation 6 through 11. Some people noted that I was more excited last time, and that's because I was more excited last time (laughs) than I have been. This book has been absolute hell to try to do, but Revelation is kind of fun, and I'm getting excited about being down the home stretch. And as my patrons will know, I put up another patron-only top-secret poll to really determine without any uh nonsense uh and some people came forward there was nonsense with the polls and I appreciate the people who came forward um but but that's not how I wanted to run the poll so I made it for patrons only and they are voting currently if you're a patron make sure to go on patreon you'll see the link in one of my posts and we'll determine who which book we're going to be reading next now patrons already have a good indication because they can see the votes but everybody else is going to have to wait. Or you go to patreon.com slash Let your voice be heard, everybody. <laughs> all right, let's get to our reading. Revelation 6. And I saw when the lamb opened one of the seals, and I heard, as it were the noise of thunder, one of the four beasts, saying, come and see. So I love that. I know the lamb is like, the, you know, it's sort of like a symbol for Jesus, I think. But the idea that, you know, there's all this badass, like, end of the world stuff happening, and it's a lamb. Going around and opening these little seals, he's just like, eh, let's see if we can loosen this one. He's like, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know how the seals are, are open, but he's just a lamb. Like di- it, it's a weird image. It's, it's kind of like a, uh, it's not, you know, it's not really that badass, you know. It's kind of, I would have thought it would be more badass than that. But keep in mind, it's, I think it's a lamb with like seven, everything's seven, so it's got like seven dicks, seven, <laughs> seven nipples, seven horns, seven eyes. Seven Brides for Seven Brothers, Uh, the movie Seven. I think he's got a DVD copy of the movie Seven on him. Just all kinds of stuff. He's drinking a Seven and Seven. And I saw, be- and behold, a white horse. And he that sat on him had a bow, and a crown was given unto him. And he went forth conquering, and to conquer. Ooh, both of those things, eh? And when he had opened the second seal, I heard... So each seal you open, it's going to contain a-, a rider on a different color horse, kind of like a video game, actually. This is kind of a cool, like, last battle where you've got to, like, fight some things, open a seal, another horseman comes out. It's like, oh, how do I kill this horseman? Except instead of that, the horsemen are just killing everybody on earth, essentially. Or they're doing different things. I heard the second beast say, come and see. And there went out another horse that was red. A red horse. No way. And power was given to him that sat thereon to take peace from the earth, that they should kill one another. And there was given unto him a great sword. And when he had opened the third seal, I heard the third beast say, come and see. And they always say that. And I beheld, and lo, a black horse. And he that sat on him had a pair of balances in his hand. Ooh, that's uh, justice. It must be uh, a little tiring to care, carry like a, a, a pair of balances in your hand. I feel like there, there'd be a lot of weight involved. You'd be riding a horse. Like, yeah, you got a sword, but on one hand you have a giant scale. How do you hold that? Doesn't seem that practical. Couldn't he have just had like a a scale insignia on his on his uh, uniform or something? Did, does he really have to carry a literal pair of scales? That's, I I get it. We get it. He's he's some sort of signifier of justice or something. And I heard a voice in the midst of the four beasts say, "A measure of wheat for a penny, and three measures of barley for a penny, and see thou art." hurt not the oil and wine, and when he had opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth beast say, was that, what, what was with it, a measure of wheat for a penny, measure, I don't know, I don't know what that voice was, but I feel like they opened a seal, and one of them was like a nagging, mu- it was like George's mom from Seinfeld, oh, for, a, a measure of wheat for a penny, and it ah, oh, God, just, oh, anything but that, no. <laughs> And when he had opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth beast say, "'Come and see!' And I looked, and behold, a pale horse, and his name that sat on him was Death, and Hell followed with him. And the power was given unto them over the fourth part of the earth, to kill with sword, and with hunger, and with death, and with the beasts of the earth. And when he had opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of them that were slain for the word of God." and for the testimony which they held. And they cried with a loud voice, saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, dost thou not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on earth? So this is the people who were martyred. So this is the great revenge story. There's a bunch of people who are uh, Christians, rather, not just people. Christians who are martyred, and they're just sitting in there in heaven or whatever this place is. And they're like, oh. And so when the, all the seals are open, they're like, finally, can you kill the people that killed us? Because this is important. But that's sort of dependent on the idea that this is happening sometime in their lifetimes, whereas the people who were martyred were killed by people who have long since been dead. It's going to be very confusing thousands of years from now, whenever this does actually happen, um, that, that they're going like, kill who killed us. And it's like, those people are gone. There's nobody... Nobody even knows you or what you were or who like anything about you. they don't the the earth that we're rapturing right now or whatever this is could not care less about you. So I, that would feel I'd feel ripped off if I were one of those martyred Christian souls and white robes were given unto every one of them and it was <laughs> finally they got some white robes that's a reward for dying for the religion. oh at last. First off, some people are going to kill the people who killed us who have long since died of natural causes and lived very happy lives, probably. (laughs) They lived forever and just like a a 95. They died like in an orgy where they were (laughs) their their heart finally gave out after eating like amazingly and like that person who martyred some Christians died like that. And then the Christians are just stuck. But but don't worry, because they get uh, like a white robe. So, I mean, that's pretty cool. <laughs> you can't underestimate, you know, how amazing a white robe... A good white robe is hard to find. And it was said unto them that they should yet rest yet for a little season until their fellow servants also and their brethren that should be killed as they were should be fulfilled. And, behel- and I beheld when he had opened the sixth seal and, lo, there was a great earthquake and the sun became black as sackcloth of hair and the moon became as blood... And the stars of heaven fell unto the earth, even as a fig tree casteth her untimely figs when she is shaken of a mighty wind. Yeah, that's that's how it, what happens with stars. Good call. A star falling to the earth is like saying, "Oh no, this bowling ball fell onto this bacterium." Like it, <laughs> it doesn't really work that way. And further, no, no, it's like saying. Oh, no, these millions of bowling balls fell down onto this speck of dust. It's like, no, nah, it doesn't really work that way. You can't, it's not how that works. Sorry. You didn't have the science at the time. It's okay. And the, oh, let's see, and the heaven, yeah, and the heaven departed as a scroll when it is rolled together, and every mountain and island were moved out of their places. <laughs> I like that they were just moved. Everyone's like, where did I put my mount? Ah, it's, I swear I put it right, it was right here, right? It was right here by the island. Oh, that's gone too. Damn it. I don't know where anything is. And the kings of the earth and the great men and the rich men and the chief captains and the mighty men and every bondman and every freeman hid themselves in the dens and the rocks of the mountains and said to the rocks of the mountains, fall on us and hide us from the face of him that sitteth on the throne. <sighs> well, that's a rare. I haven't yawned in a while. Um, I think it's just because I'm exhausted because this is great stuff. From the wrath of the Lamb. For the great day of his wrath has come, and who shall be able to stand? Revelation 7. And after these things I saw four angels standing on the four corners of the earth. Mm, yeah, it doesn't exist. Holding four winds of the earth. <laughs> the four winds, they were just holding them. That the wind should not blow on the earth, nor on the sea, nor on any tree. And I saw another angel ascending from the east, having the seal of the living God. And he cried with a loud voice to the four angels, to whom it was given to hurt the earth and sea, saying, Hurt not the earth, neither the sea nor the trees, till we have sealed the servants of our God in their foreheads. Okay, so they're going to mark everybody that's good first. And I heard the number of them which were sealed, and there were sealed an 144,000. Of all the tribes of the children of Israel. Now, that's the number that the Jehovah's Witnesses. I, I remember when I've talked to some Jehovah's Witnesses. That's the number they thinks getting into heaven. I wonder if it's from this. But this strikes me as just the people who are currently on Earth. Well, yeah, but even still, that would mean you wouldn't want to uh, proselytize, You wouldn't want to convert more than one hundred forty-four thousand on Earth currently, because that, that's your cap. Like any more than that, and you're just Wasting them. There's no point to that. Of the tribe of Judah, were sealed twelve thousand. Of the tribe of Reuben, were sealed twelve thousand. Oh, guess what, guys? Guess how the rest of this couple paragraphs goes. Of the tribe of Gad, were sealed how many? Twelve thousand. Of the tribe of Asher, were sealed twelve (laughs) thousand. Look, just draw it. Just give me it. Just say each of the twelve tribes, twelve thousand. Done. That's like a couple words. Of the tribe of Zabalon were sealed 12,000, the tribe of Joseph were sealed 12,000, the tribe of Benjamin was sealed 12,000. After this I beheld and lo, a great multitude, which no man could number of all nations and kindreds and people and tongues, stood before the throne, and before the Lamb, clothed with white robes and palms in their hands, and cried with a loud voice, saying, Salvation to our God, which sitteth upon the throne and unto the Lamb. And all the angels stood round about the throne and about the elders and the four beasts and fell before the throne on their faces and worshipped God, saying, Amen, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be unto our God for ever and ever. Amen. And one of the elders answered, saying unto me, What are these which are arrayed in white robes? And whence came they? And I said unto them, Sir, thou knowest. And he said to me, they, These are they which came out of the great tribulation. And have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the lamb. That doesn't sound like a good way to make something white, but that's just me. There, I would be the one dude with a coffee stain on his robes. Oh shit, shit. God. Have you invented tide pens yet? Do tide pens? Ex- no, they don't. Shit. What? The only asshole with a. We're all. I, we were all supposed to do the white robe thing. Like I was tired. I just need. I needed a little coffee. And the, the lid just wouldn't, I, on my to-go thing, just, it wouldn't, it wasn't shut all the way, and I didn't know it. And so I, t- I turned to drink it, you know, and, and it just, it was only a little drip, but it only ta- it doesn't take much. Now I'm t- the only asshole sitting here with a big coffee stain on my white robe. But every, all 144,000 people, 143,999, perfect white robes, one dude, coffee stain. I knew it. Good. I knew it. God or Jesus or the lamb or whatever would just look at me and be like, ah, dude, God, it would be you with a coffee stain. <laughs> Therefore are they before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple. And he that sitteth on the throne shall dwell among them. They shall hunger no more and thirst they no more. Neither shall the sun light on them nor any heat for the lamb, which is in the midst of the throne shall feed them. And shall lead them unto the living fountains of waters, and God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. And that's the end of Revelation 7. And we're on Revelation 8. And when he had opened the seventh seal, there was a silence in heaven about the space of a half hour. Ooh, I like that. I like the half-hour silence. Everyone's already being like killed and judged and whatever the hell is happening. The stars have the stars have fallen from the sky. There's no sun. You can't see, and yet there's like a big, uh, there's a big silence, like, ooh, anticipation. What What's in store for us with the seventh seal? Well, stars have fallen into planet Earth, so nothing, nothing's left, maybe, could be. <laughs> a half hour. <laughs> Gotta love it. There's a silence in heaven, uh, about a half hour, about a half hour silence, and I... <laughs> stars have fallen into the earth. There's no sun. Everything, there's nothing. Nothing's left. But let's see, how long was everybody silent then? About half hour, 30 minutes, 20, 25 to 35 minutes, something like that. And I saw the seven angels which stood before God, and to them were given seven trumpets. And another angel came and stood at the altar, having a golden censer And there was given unto him much incense that he should offer it with the prayers of all saints upon the golden altar which was before the throne. And the smoke and the incense which came with the prayers of the saints ascended up before God out of the angel's hand. And the angel took the censer and filled it with fire of the altar and cast it under the earth. And there were voices and thunderings and lightnings and an earthquake. And the seven angels which had the seven trumpets prepared themselves to sound. The first angel sounded and there followed hail and fire mingled with blood and they were cast upon the earth and the third part of the trees was burnt up and all the green grass was burnt up and the second angel sounded and as it were a great mountain burning with fire was cast into the sea and the third part of the sea became blood and the third part of the creatures which were in the sea and had life died and the third part of the ships were destroyed and the third angel sounded and there fell a great star from heaven burning as it were a lamp. And it fell upon the third part of the rivers and upon the fountains of waters, and the name of the star, star is called wormwood, <laughs> and the third part of the waters became wormwood, and many died of the waters because they were made bitter. That's <laughs> so good. Guys, we all know when stars fall into water, they, the water becomes a little off, like it's just a little mold, like there's a, just a like a moldy taste. Kind of, it's not It's not drinkable. It's not, I'll put it to you that way. I mean, okay, maybe you're dying of thirst, you drink the water. But when a star falls in the, you know, a lake... <laughs> it's so stupid. Oh, man. And the fourth angel sounded. And the third part of the sun was smitten. And the third part of the moon. And the third part of the stars. So as the third part of them was darkened, and the day shone not for the third part of it, and the night likewise, and I beheld and heard an angel flying through the midst of heaven, saying with a loud voice, Whoa, 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 to the inhabitants of the earth, by reason of the other voices of the trumpet of the three angels, which are yet to sound. Oh, great. So there's more. That's not all, folks. There's more. I was thinking, why does God even bother destroying the earth? You know, like, he made it. It's there. Like, just, and maybe that's what he ultimately decided. But, uh, but as far as this book is concerned, what, like, just save the good people and then whatever, just everybody else hangs out on earth. It's fine. It's not hurting anybody. Is it hurting somebody? Is it hurting you, God, to have people not dying on earth? Is that, does that does harm you somehow? Revelation 9, number 9, number 9. It's like Revolution 9, right? Right? Isn't that, yeah. And the fifth angel sounded, and I saw a star fall from heaven under... More stars! They're falling to Earth. How, Guys, how much more can the Earth take? I don't know. <laughs> it's not going to hold up much longer. If there's any more of these stars falling... Oh, sure, a, a couple, yes. I mean, the, any Earth can take a couple of stars falling into it. But I'm, we're up to the tens. Tens of stars. It can't survive that much. I saw a star from the earth, and to him was given the key of the bottomless pit, and he opened the bottomless pit, and there arose a smoke out of the pit, ooh, the smoke monster, as the smoke of a great furnace, and the sun and the air were darkened by reason of the smoke of the pit, and there came out of the smoke locusts upon the earth, and unto them was given power, as the scorpions of the earth have power, and it was commanded them that they should not hurt the grass of the earth, neither anything green, nor any tree, But only those men, well, I got news for you. You've already lost all that. Everything's dead at this point. I don't know what you're, anyway. But only those men which have not the seal of God in their foreheads. And to them it was given that they should not kill them, but that they should be tormented five months, and that their torment was as the torment of a scorpion when he striketh a man. And in those days shall men seek death and shall not find it, and shall desire to die, and death shall flee from them. And the shapes of the locusts were like unto horses, prepared unto battle, and under their heads were, as, were crowns like gold, and their faces were as the faces of men. And they had hair as the hair of women, and teeth as the teeth. <laughs> oh, here we go. So it's one of these giant amalgamation things, again, I love it. And they had breastplates as it were breastplates of iron, and the sound of their wings was as the sound of chariots, of many horses running to battle. And they had tails like unto scorpions, and there were stings in their tails, for their power was to hurt men five months. And they had a king over them, which is the angel of the bottomless pit, whose name in the Hebrew tongue is Abaddon, but the Greek tongue hath his name Apollyon. On one uh, one woe is past, and behold, there comes two woes more hereafter. Oh, haven't we had enough woe? Aren't we good on woes? What is the... What is the purpose of this, God? Can I, can I ask you that? What's, what's the point? Is there, do you have a point with all this? Oh man, these people learn next time, uh, you know, next time I'll believe in God. What is, what is, what is the point? Saying to the sixth angel, which had the trumpet, loose the four angels, wait, and the six angels sounded, and I heard a voice from the four horns of the golden altar, which is before God, saying to the sixth angel, which had the trumpet, loose the four the four angels which are bound in the great river Euphrates. And the four angels were loosed, which were prepared for an hour and a day and a month and a year to slay the third part of men. And the number of the army of the horsemen were two hundred thousand thousand, and I heard the number of them. And thus I saw the horses in the vision, and them that sat on them having breastplates of fire and of jacinth, And of brimstone, and the heads of horses were as the heads of lions, and out of their mouths issued fire, and smoke from brimstone, and brimstone. By these three was the third part of men killed, by the fire, and by the smoke, and by the brimstone, which issued out of their mouths. For the power is in their mouth, and in their tails, for their tails were like unto serpents, and had heads, and with them they do hurt." And the rest of the men, which were not killed by these plagues, yet repented not of the works of their hands, that they should not worship devils and idols of gold and silver and brass and stone and of wood, which neither can see nor hear nor walk. Neither repented they of their murders, nor of their sorceries, nor of their fornication, nor of their thefts. So people still aren't repenting. (laughs) They're still not repenting. Why would they not repent? Why would they not repent? There's no reason, God, either they don't have the requisite information or you made them wrong. That's the only possibilities. Revelation 10, number 10, number, no, that doesn't work. And I saw another mighty angel come down from heaven clothed with a cloud (laughs) and a rainbow was upon, is this the gay angel? A rainbow was upon his head and he's like, okay, here we go. Uh, (laughs) It's another torment. Uh, And his face was as it were the sun, and his feet as pillars of fire. And he had in his hand a little book open, and he set his right foot upon the sea and his left foot upon the earth, and cried with a loud voice, as when a lion roareth. And when he had cried, seven thunders uttered their voices. And when the seven thunders had uttered their voices, I was about to write, and I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, Seal up those things, which the seven thunders uttered, and write them not. And the angel which I saw stand upon the sea, and upon the earth lifted up his hand to heaven, and swear by him that liveth forever and ever, who created heaven and the things that therein are, and the earth and the things that therein are, and the sea and the things which are the... Yeah, so everything. That there should be time no longer. But in the days of the voice of the seventh angel, when he shall begin to sound the mystery of God should be finished, as he had declared to the servants, to his servants the prophets. And the voice which I heard from heaven spake unto me again, and said, Go, take the little book which is open in the hand of the angel, which standeth upon the sea and upon the earth. And I went unto the angel, and I said unto him, Give me the little book. And he said unto me, Take it, and eat it up, and it shall make thy belly bitter, but it shall be in thy mouth sweet as honey. And I took the little book out of the angel's hand, and I ate it up. And it was in my mouth sweet as honey, and as soon as I had eaten it, my belly was bitter. And he said unto me, Thou must prophesy again before many peoples, nations, tongues, and kings. That was a short one. Uh, I I guess that's just telling him he needs to spread the message or something. Revelation 11. And there was given me a reed like unto a rod, and the angel stood saying, Rise and measure the temple of God and the altar and them that worship therein. (laughs) It's so stupid. Oh, it's so stupid. It's it is it's seriously, it's like a uh I don't even know what. It's like a five year old's idea of heaven. And God is so powerful, He's like, Measure how big my temple is while you're at it. Zip No. But the court which is without the temple, leave out and measure it not, for it is given unto the Gentiles, and the holy city shall they tread underfoot Forty and two months, and I will give power unto my two witnesses, and they shall prophesy a thousand, prophesy a thousand two hundred and threescore days, clothed in sackcloth. These are the two olive trees, the two candlesticks standing before the God of the earth. And if any man will hurt them, fire proceedeth out of their mouth, and devoureth their enemies. And if any man will hurt them, he must in this manner be killed. These have power to shut heaven. That it rain not in the days of their prophecy, and have power over waters to turn them to blood, and to smite the earth with all plagues as often as they will. And when they shall have finished with their testimony, the beast that ascendeth out of the bottomless pit shall make war against them, and shall overcome them, and kill them. And their dead bodies shall lie in the street of the great city, which spiritually is called Sodom and Egypt." where also our Lord was crucified. And they of the people... What? Hold on. Their dead bodies shall lie in a great city, which spiritually is called Sodom and Egypt. Huh. I don't know. I don't know why it would be called that. It's kind of weird. And they of the people and kindreds and tongues and nations shall see their dead bodies three days and a half and shall not suffer their dead bodies to be put in graves. And they that dwell upon the earth shall rejoice over them and make merry and send gifts to one another because these two prophets tormented them that dwelt on earth. And after three days and a half, the spirit of the life from God entered into them, and they stood upon their feet, and great fear fell upon them which saw them. And they heard a great voice from heaven saying unto them, Come up hither. And they ascended up to heaven in a cloud, and their enemies beheld them. And the same hour there was a great earthquake, and the tenth part of the city fell, and in the earthquake were slain of men seven thousand, and the remnant were affrighted and gave glory to the god of heaven the second woe is past and behold the third woe cometh quickly and the seventh angel sounded and there's great there were great voices in heaven saying the kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our lord and of his christ and he shall reign forever and ever and the, for what to what end i say to what end You're just, just gonna rain. Oh, no, it's just just going to reign Ah, no just reigning just uh just ruling yeah picture a thousand years go by boy I'm uh, still just still just in charge am I okay well more of the same more of the same keep doing what you're doing no uh man it's been a long time okay well I'll I'll be still be in charge then I'll be yeah yep I'll be in charge hundred years goes by oh man are we still we're still doing this okay uh I'm still in charge I guess I'm the boss you uh do, do, do. yep yep that's that's all not nothing more for now over and out there's not, what, there's nothing. There's no point to that. There's no point to that. Anyway, in the same hour was a great earthquake, and the tenth part of the city fell. I think I read this, but I don't remember. And in the earthquake were slain of men 7,000, and the remnant were affrighted and gave glory to the God of heaven. The second woe is past, and be- all right, yeah, I did already, God damn it. And the seventh angel sounded, and there were great voices in heaven, saying, the kingdom, I already read that, too. Jeez, what? I'm never going to get that part of my life back. And the four and twenty elders which sat before God on their seats fell to their faces and worshipped God, saying, We give thee thanks, O Lord God Almighty, which art and wast and art to come, because thou hast taken to thee great power and has reigned. And the nations were angry, and thy wrath is come at the time of the dead, that they should be judged, and that thou shouldest give reward unto the servants and the prophets and to the saints, and to them that fear thy name, small and great, and shouldst destroy them, which destroy the earth, and the temple of God was opened in heaven, and there was seen in his temple the ark of his testament, and there were lightings, lightnings and voices and thunderings and an earthquake and a great hall. Oh, that's it for today. Well, good times. Um, Yeah, so the earth is ending for no reason, and God's going to just sit in heaven and be like in charge forever, because he's really into that. He likes being in charge. So... Um, all right. I need to thank my patrons over at patreon.com slash T and the B. Make sure to pledge if you would like to vote on the next book. Uh, and let's see, did I have any nearns? I don't know that I did. No, because I last had Ken Doyle who pledged an, an absurd amount. Thank you so much, Ken Doyle. Now I got to thank my top patrons. Oh, look, Ken Doyle. <laughs> thank you, Ken Doyle. John Bodley, Chris Lukowski, Marcel, James Brown, Josh Hogan, Nicole Shepard, Philip Gatt, George Green, Sir McPike, Japan, Dan, Charles, Bang Wiener, Tom Chambers, Brian Fort Lee Primesberger, John P., Travis Peterson, Eriberto, and Rob. So, guys, I am very excited to have you as patrons. Thanks so much. One thing I'm going to do with the next iteration of the show, with the next book, I want to make there more benefits for patrons. I want to fix that up a little bit, because... I didn't really configure that that well. So I'm going to do that. Uh, right now, the benefit is you can vote in the poll, determine the next book. You can see the results, too, ahead of everybody else. And But I, I'm, I'm working on stuff. I'm, I'm working on it. So thank you so much to people who have pledged anyway, but hopefully I can make it more. And if, if anyone has any suggestions for, like, ooh, what would be a good bonus thing to do for patrons or something, be sure to let me know. I'd appreciate it. All right, I'll be back next week for 2.59. Guys, two more episodes. That is unbelievable. All right, I'll see you then.